What is going on, everyone? Casey here, Virginia Game Day, checking in after a monster weekend for Virginia sports. Uh, there was so much going on. We had a big win over Miami, obviously, uh, getting that getting that much needed win to keep us on the bubble. Uh, we had the Virginia baseball team start up and absolutely run through the competition down at Gardner Webb. That was a, a tournament. I uh, went three and zero, and then the Virginia women's basketball team hitting a little bit of a run here. I'm so happy for them. They play hard every night, and they deserve to uh, have the wins come out in the win column. They beat Duke earlier in the week, and then had a win against Pittsburgh uh, this weekend. So thirty points from uh, Taylor Valaday. Happy to see it. So uh, yeah, so it's Sunday. Just got back from uh, Boar's Head. Sunday they have the prime rib special at at Boar's Head. If you haven't ever had it, get over get over there. Thirty five bucks, fantastic, can't beat it. Uh, such a good vibe, and we were able to bring our dog over there earlier in the day. She had a, a two week boarding train with off leash canine. If you have a dog that needs training, I so highly suggest taking them to uh, to this company. They the trainer's name was Virginia, so that's like meant to be and it completely uh changed our dog's life and our life as a result so we got a lot to get to today right so first we'll start with the the um big win over miami it's funny because it was the miami that was the kind of the jumping off point to start our second half hot streak and now it came back around after a loss that we needed to restart our hot streak so virginia went down to miami uh, 174 to 71. They overcame so many things to secure the win. First, Miami came out prepared. They got beaten at our place. They tried to speed us up early on in the game, and it happened. They were getting in passing lanes, making steals, you know, making us look like uh, like we had just gotten off the plane. Uh, so they were up 12 to 4 early on, and Virginia was able to weather the storm, kind of, you know, settle down. They also had a big scoring drought. We've seen that so many times this year where we have a scoring drought, shoot ourselves in the foot, can't recover. It's like, what's going on? Remember JMU game? Like, not even, we're not even in the same ballpark as JMU, but we couldn't get a bucket for 10 minutes and we ended up losing. Uh, so we had that. We had that uh, scoring drought. And, you know, we were able to really get on our own run and, and overcome it. Uh, we also had to hit the magic turnover number that we don't like to hit, right? If we get double-digit turnovers, a lot of times we end up having an L. We had 11 turnovers in the game, but we got a big win. We also overcame our two best players, Kihei and Jaden, having, you know, Kihei looked like a different guy against Tech. He had 10,000 people rooting against him. It, it was like, uh, it was a real, it was a real bummer of a game for him. And then Jaden had a rough second half against Tech, and they were able to bounce back and combine for 40 points. So there was so much uh, resiliency that our team showed. And to just lose such a big rivalry game like that, to bounce back, make that trip all the way down to Miami and, uh, you know, come out in the second half and, and make plays, it just shows what this team is made of. Great to see Kyle Guy and Trey Murphy in the crowd. They did a little halftime show for the UVA Instagram account. So that was cool. And then after the game, uh, to see Tony talk about Kyle and his new baby and his wife, 
uh, it was really cool. You know, you can see this is genuine, genuine love. When they say family, they, they mean it. And uh, you know, you gotta watch the, we gotta watch the, the Tony Miami press conference because it's uh, kind of tells a lot about their Kyle and Tony's relationship. It was really cool to see having enough built up equity with each other where you can just look at each other and kind of know what you're thinking. Uh, and then also sticking with the, the family notion, Armand Franklin's mom reposted the, you know, the, the little thing that Trey and Kyle did on, on Twitter. She reposted that said that they were two of her favorite Wahoos. And that's just like, you know, everyone cares about each other. There's connections and it really is family. And, uh, you see these, you know, former players talk about it when when they say family, they mean it. So it was a huge, huge win for Virginia. It didn't shoot them up the rankings a million spots or anything, but we needed it. After losing to Tech, that was kind of like a stay on the bubble game for both teams. The winner stays on the bubble. The loser is like ah, teetering, but we lost. It wasn't a terrible loss. But we had to win at Miami. If we lost against Miami, it was like, man, we really had a had really would have been behind the eight ball. And if you go to ESPN's Bubble Watch, they literally put a disclaimer above, uh, put a disclaimer in Virginia's section. Let me grab it. Okay. Uh, Bubble Watch wishes to be clear. Virginia really needed that win at Miami. A blind review of competing bubble profiles, if done before the victory over the Hurricanes, would have suggested the Cavaliers were a very long way from the field of 68. Now they're a bit closer and the upcoming home date against Duke uh, offers another means of ascent on the bubble. I think everyone's going to get in that they had. It's not everyone that's in the ACC on the bubble or trying or, or a little bit ahead of the bubble, I think is going to get in. Virginia's probably the furthest away, but I do think that I believe in the who's and I think that uh, they're going to make it happen. Just according to what they have to keep you guys abreast, Duke is in as a lock. Wake Forest is in the should-be-in category. Notre Dame is in the should-be-in category as well. Uh, Miami, North Carolina, Tech, and Virginia are in the uh, work-to-do pile. But it's just crazy when you look at our conference, right? Like Notre Dame, they're in the, they're uh, basically ran through their conference this year. Boston College takes them to double overtime. You look at Miami, they beat Duke. They beat Wake Forest, but then they lose to Florida State twice. And you look at North Carolina, who basically made Virginia look like a JV club, and they're coming off coming off losses to Pittsburgh, Duke, Miami. So against those three teams right there, Virginia's 5-0. It's ACC basketball, man. Anyone can beat anyone. And uh, they haven't gotten a lot of love from the national people, people this year, but – the ACC is always good, and I think that when the selections come out, everyone that's up for it will get in. We'll go over we'll go over some more resume stuff towards the end of the podcast, uh, and at, like I, usually on Monday, Tuesday, more bubble watch type articles will come out. But just know that uh, per team rankings, they have a, a seventeen point eight percent chance to make the tournament. So. I like those odds, man. One and five. One and five with, with Kihei Clark on the show. I'm down. So Kihei, like I mentioned, bounced back from a tough game against Tech. 
and had 17 points. I uh, had 17 points on five of 13 shooting three of eight from three point land uh, played all but one minute in the game, dished out five assists and he had the big shot that kind of cut the scoring drought at his knees. Right. Virginia wasn't scoring at the end of the first half and in the first minute of the second half, same thing, but it was his three ball that started things back going in the right direction. Team needed a spark and he gave it to him and that's what, veterans are supposed to do and he is the newest member of a thousand point club because of it that's a big deal make sure to you know if you see him around let him know that uh that it's a it's a real big feat for virginia basketball he makes the he becomes the 50th member if i'm not mistaken uh ty jerome was the last person to to get in the thousand point club put in perspective ty jerome only had a thousand and eleven points so kihil definitely passed him and guys like jay huff didn't get a thousand points. Uh, Mamani didn't, although if the pandemic never happened, he would have because he finished with 997. So that's a bummer. You know, I didn't think about that until researching it before this podcast, but that's a, uh, someone should give Mamani three points, man. That, that's a real bummer. I don't think he's going to reach Brian Stith up in the 2,500 range, but it's a real big, real big accomplishment. And it shows that you can stay at a place for a long time. It shows that you get minutes at a long time for a long time. And it shows that you're a, a contributor for multiple years when you score a thousand points, uh, just like scoring a thousand points in, in high school, man. That's, that's such a big deal. Your name goes down in record books forever. So, yeah, so he bounced back from that rough game, had a huge game, hit big shots when we needed it per usual. Uh, that tech performance was really just like kind of out of nowhere. When you look at his season this year, who else? Jaden Gardner, the other guy, the other guy who kind of had a had a rough game in the second half against Tech. 23 points, seven boards, three blocks, nine of 14, super efficient. He had, when I was watching him, oh, it looked like, you know, I, I always say playing free and easy, but he had a great feel for the game. You think back to making that dime, uh, making that pass out to Cody Statman when they're still down five, three, and then Statman's three put him down two. Uh, he made some clutch shots in that fadeaway with like a minute and a half left. Huge play. He had a big block down the stretch. It was not, he, he blocked Jordan Miller, which I made a note of it. That was a really fun matchup to watch, right? Jordan Miller played at George Mason three years and then transferred down to Miami where there's still that Mason – Miami connection because Larry Nega was the guy was the coach who brought Mason to the final four back in 06. So Miller, Jordan Miller, who's local from uh, Loudoun County goes down to Miami long lefty kind of the opposite of Jaden Gardner, right? Kind of more finesse, more swooping and, and, and outside Jaden more tough, rugged bang 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 they both had good games jordan miller was seven for 11 15 points six rebounds but it was a fun matchup to watch like two contrasting styles it's like when the mets and the royals went up against each other in the 2015 world series the mets were you know starting pitching power bats the royals were speed and defense uh yeah it was, it was fun it was fun to watch and they both had good games but you know Jaden Jaden got the best of them uh, continuing down the list, uh, Reese Beekman. Numbers not super gaudy here, 
but he played 38 minutes. Uh, Jaden played 37 minutes, by the way. Uh, but Reese played 36, 38 minutes, uh, two of five overall, six points, seven dimes, and four boards. But again, you look down the stretch. Reese hit that shot at the end of the shot clock. Huge. A lot of those, a lot of those uh, shots that Jaden was making were dimes off Reese's hand. It's hard to believe he didn't have any steals in this game. Virginia only got credited for only got credited for one steal. But yeah, Reese just making winning plays down the stretch. Armand only played 16 minutes. That's a big storyline from the game. This is the only game this year with less than 20 minutes, a season low, 16. Uh coach mentioned after the game he had a little bit of a turf toe thing going on. And you know, Cody got Armand's minutes basically. Armand finished with five points on two of five shooting. One of three from deep. Um, didn't have any rebounds or assists. But early on in the game, I mean, he made he made some shots in the in the first half that got Virginia out of that hole, out of that initial hole of uh, Miami's fast start. He's only scored uh, six point three points per game in his last three. He had a, a stretch there where he was hitting double figures for a bunch in a row, but the last three games he's only had five against Georgia Tech nine against Virginia Tech, and then five here against Miami. I don't think it's indicative of anything from the macro level, but it was just kind of, you know how coach gets when somebody, he, he rides the hot hand and Cody was playing good ball and he kept kept with Cody. Uh, Poppy, same thing. Poppy was active early on, but Caden was the hot hand here. So Poppy only played 10 minutes. He had two points, uh, three boards. It was really like Kihei, Reese, Jaden, Caden, and Cody was the main lineup. Um, Armand and Poppy started, but the the big minutes went to the bench. And it was the biggest bench performance uh, since ACC play started. I know they had a, they had they had twenty one earlier in the season against Coppin State, and they had uh, they had twenty one here. Caden super active on defense. Coach mentioned after the game it was. His uh, Caden's mobility, he was able to, on the screens, he was able to get the guards out. They have good guards, right? Wong, uh, Charlie Moore, he was able to bounce them further out and not let them attack right away. He also let him play with four fouls because he liked the way he was playing so much. Uh, finished with 13 points on three of five shooting. A lot of his, many of his points came from the free throw, free throw line. He finished seven and nine from the free throw line, including a couple of big ones down the stretch where it was still at a point where if he missed these free throws, maybe uh, maybe Miami does something crazy. And, and they're up four. Virginia was only up four, and Caden hit a big uh, set of free throws there with 20 seconds left. So he was ready to play. Uh, had 13 boards, two assists. It might be a career high for him. Yeah, that's a career high. Uh, 13 boards is a career high. Two dimes, one block, a steal. Really good game from, from Caden. Uh, and then Cody, I mean, just solid. Just solid. He didn't play a lot in the first Miami game, uh, and I didn't think he matched up well. But this game, he proved me wrong. He was matched up really well, uh, kind of like uh, Caden. He was able to guard multiple multiple positions. He had uh, eight points, which is his most since uh, the loss to NC State. He 
hit a big three to bring UVA within two. Uh, had a nice drive later on to extend their lead. Had four boards. Played confident basketball. 27 minutes. It, it looked like he belonged. You know, Cody gets a lot of shit uh, that he doesn't look like an ACC player, and I admit that you know sometimes he doesn't, but he looked like an AC, ACC player here. Carson got in the game, and they went right after him and got an and one. Uh, he had three minutes. Uh, Malachi played another solid spell of time there. Had, got it, grabbed the rebound. Team stats: we won the assist battle, seventeen to thirteen. We won the rebounds battle, thirty-six to thirty-three. We had more turnovers than them. We had less steals than them, but we got the dub, and that's what really counts in terms of the the bracketology and resume. Seventy-six in Ken Palm, fifty-nine in BPI. 59 in Sagarin, 64 in KPI, 67 in our T-Rank, and our SOR is 61. Not a whole lot of change. We're right there. Three and, four, uh, three and five in quad one, four and two in quad two, three and three in quad three, seven and zero oh in quad four. Uh, I know it's a lot to ask to beat them twice, but if, they, we beat, if we do beat Duke twice, I think there's no way that they can not put us in. That'll, I mean – it should count how you finish the season. Like this team certainly is not the same team that lost to JMU. This isn't the same team that lost to Navy. And you look at a team like Rutgers, who was losing to UMass and Lafayette early on, and now they're beating ranked teams every night. That should be that should come into consideration. You know, this isn't the same team. Virginia's, you know, they're, I don't know if they're going to look at all the nuance, but so many guys playing together for the first time and they're they're coming together now i mean they beat providence earlier in the season too providence is a team that has is 22 and 3 they've only lost three games all year one to villanova one to marquette those are top 35 teams and then one to virginia and virginia didn't just beat them they molly them by 20. so we'll see we got duke coming up here wednesday the 23rd Make sure you get there. It's at home. It's going to be a hot ticket around Charlottesville. I hope to see you all there. Pack the place out. I know it's going to be sold out joint. Uh, Duke is currently number nine in Ken Palm, and Ken Palm currently has Duke uh, winning by six. The last time that we welcomed Duke into town was right before the pandemic. Uh, me and my wife were there, my, my girlfriend at the time. We came to, we weren't even living in Charlottesville then. We came down from Northern Virginia, and we it was such a such a fun time, man. It was such a fun time. That was the infamous 10 block Jay Huff game. Uh, let's look back at that box score. 15 from Jay Huff, 14 from Braxton Key, 14 from Mamadi. That was a fun team. Uh, Cody Statman, 24 minutes. Kihei Clark, 39 minutes. Uh, Poppy, six minutes. All right. I am, man, just looking at that makes me amp for uh, this Duke game coming up. And then after we beat Duke, we got Florida State at home, which will be the last home game of the year. Louisville on the road at the Yum Center. We got, you know what happened at the Yum Center. That'll be the last uh, regular season game. That'll be on to the ACC tournament, which is in Brooklyn this year. Try and get up there and then off to Selection Sunday. Uh, so that's the basketball news. UVA baseball team completed the uh, the sweep of the weekend. As you see, I got my... UVA baseball hat on here, paying homage to my boys. Uh, they won. They shut. They shut out Bellarmine in their opener, one nothing. 
Uh, great outing from Brandon Neek, long lefty. I wouldn't want to face him. Uh, and then beat Gardner Webb, seven nothing, and then beat NJIT today, uh, eight to three. They didn't play any powerhouses or anything, but they took care of business like a team of Virginia's caliber should. Uh, Jay Geloff, he was a, a, a vital part of last year's College World Series team. He had some big hits over the weekend. Uh, his brother is one of the top prospects in the Oakland A's uh, organization right now. You know him as Zach Geloff, the the fixture at the hot corner for UVA. Yeah, so his brother Jake hit a big home run uh, against NJIT and also in the one to nothing win against Bellarmine, he had the RBI double. So big hit Jake. Casey Salk, uh, a newbie, had a big game against Gardner-Webb. Uh, he's four for seven, went four for seven over the, over the weekend with a home run and three RBIs. Colin Tuft, three for seven. Uh, Devin Ortiz, three of nine. Max Codier, two of 10. Kyle Teal, two of 11. Tap, one for 11. Chris Newell, three of eight. Uh, the team overall, 23 of 96, hit 240 over the weekend. The team ERA, that's what the, that's the real impressive number here. The team ERA of one. Uh, Brandon Neek had the started the opening game, opening day game. Nate Savino started the second game. He went three and a, three and a third, two hits. Uh, and then Brian Gursky, a transfer, he picked up the actually picked up the win in the in the third game. Five innings, three hits, two earned runs. Uh, they got Matt Wyatt closing the door down on games, taking Big Donkey's role. Uh, Jay Wolfolk, you might remember from UVA football fame. Started against Notre Dame. He pitched an inning. Uh, so it's a really fun team. Make sure that they're coming home soon to the dish. Get out there. It's a great place to watch a ball game. Tuesday against uh, VMI will be their opening, their home opener. And then they'll have a weekend series against Cornell. Maybe we'll try and get out to the Sunday game. Sunday the 27th. We'll see what the weather's looking like. You can't predict it around here anymore. It's like... 61 day and then snow in the next uh all right so virginia game day on instagram virginiagameday.com psychic brown media on youtube thanks for checking us out go who's